Welcome to the second edition of NCFM, a podcast specifically for the North Carolina family medicine community. I'm Greg Griggs, Executive Vice President and CEO of the North Carolina Academy of Family Physicians. We are recording these podcasts amid a pandemic. We hope this provides you another way of getting updates from NCAFP on the COVID-19 virus. Much of the same information is also available in our regular email updates. If you need personal protective equipment and have not been able to obtain it through your usual supply chain, the state is asking that all requests start with your local county office of emergency management. The state is prioritizing acute care, EMS, and long-term care facilities in high-risk areas that will consider all requests. You can find a list of each county's local emergency management office at www.ncdps.gov slash emergency dash management slash em dash community slash directories slash counties. You can also find this in our next edition of NCFP Notes. Healthcare practices requesting support with PPE resources should be prepared to discuss steps you are taking to conserve your own resources, including if neighboring facilities have been contacted to attempt to borrow purchase additional supplies, what administrative controls are being utilized to decrease the current burn rate of PPE, when is the next expected delivery of PPE, How many hours of each type of PPE does the agency or practice currently have? What surge management considerations have been implemented? And how many patients are currently on isolation? Due to community transmission of COVID-19 in North Carolina, the state has updated guidance on testing for COVID-19 as of March 23rd. The new guidance, which can be found on a link on our website at www ncafp.com slash COVID-19-resources includes changes in testing recommendations. People with mild symptoms consistent with COVID-19 do not need testing and should be instructed to stay at home to recover. Mild symptoms are defined as fever and cough without shortness of breath or without difficulty breathing, chest discomfort, altered thinking. Updated procedures for testing approval from local health departments are also in the new guidance, as well as guidance for discontinuation of isolation and updated categories of person at higher risk for severe disease. You can also find updated interim guidance on outpatient treatment and assessment of COVID-19 and a great one-pager of guidance for your patients that DHHS has developed. Again, all of this, plus many other links about the COVID-19 pandemic, can be found on the COVID-19 page of the NCFP website at www.ncfp.com. In explaining the changes to physician leaders, Dr. Betsy Tilson, State Health Director, noted that these new testing measures are designed to help decrease spread throughout the public, limit exposure to healthcare workers, and preserve scarce supplies. The fear is that individuals with only mild illness will spread the disease by coming in for testing and can be successfully managed through telehealth. State officials noted that over 80% of individuals who develop COVID-19 can recover at home 
and testing will not change their clinical management but could cause greater spread of the virus. The changing guidance will help limit public exposure, preserve resources for individuals who are higher risk and high risk settings. The department also stressed the use of telemedicine during this pandemic, urging primary care offices to keep healthy routine visits out of the office through telehealth and phone visits. In other news, under recently announced guidance from CMS, Medicare can now pay for office, hospital, and other visits furnished via telehealth across the country and including in the patient's place of residence. A range of providers, including physicians, nurse practitioners, clinical psychologists, and licensed social workers can offer telehealth to their patients. A toolkit aimed to help primary care practices contain electro- contains electronic links to reliable sources of information on telehealth and telemedicine, which will reduce the amount of time providers spend searching for answers and increase their time with patients. Many of these links will help you learn about the general concept of telehealth, choose telemedicine vendors, initiate a telemedicine program, monitor patients remotely, and develop documentation tools. Additionally, the information contained within each toolkit outlines temporary virtual services that can be used to treat patients during this specific period of time. Again, you can find a link to the CMS toolkit on the COVID-19 resource page of our website at www.ncfp.com. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services has also announced relief for physicians participating in quality payment programs, including MIPS and ACOs, due to the COVID-19 crisis. Specifically, CMS announced it is granting exceptions from reporting requirements and extensions for clinicians and providers participating in Medicare quality reporting programs with respect to upcoming measure reporting and data submission for those programs. Individuals participating in the Merit-Based Incentive Payment System, MIPS, or Medicare Shared Savings Program Accountable Care Organizations, ACOs, who had a deadline of March 31, 2020 to report 2019 data, will have a one-month extension until April 30th. CMS is evaluating options for providing relief around participation and data submission for 2020. Blue Cross of North Carolina is also providing further guidance on the use of telehealth measures they are taking given the COVID-19 pandemic. Telehealth services can now be used for the following Blue Cross NC plans, fully insured, high deductible, Medicare Advantage, and the state health plan. These visits will be paid at parity with office visits if they are medically necessary and meet criteria. For providers or members who don't have access to secure video systems, telephone only audio visits can be used for the virtual visit, also paid at parity. With audio-only services, the CR modifier must be used. For telehealth or audio-only visits, O2 should be used as the place of service. Most services a family physician now provides face-to-face can be billed with telehealth. Here are some examples of services that now can be provided. Establish patients with COVID-19 concerns, with or without the video option. Establish patients without COVID-19 concerns, which may be especially good for patients with high risk for the illness, and new patients with COVID-19 concerns. 
Remember, use O2 as place of service for all telehealth services and use the CR modifier when using audio-only services for Blue Cross patients. Audio-only visits are only allowed if video technologies is not available. Preventive visits can be handled in this way within reason. Patient cost sharing for telehealth still applies, i.e. primary care copays. With HIPAA compliant platforms are preferred due to emergency guidance from the Federal Office of Civil Rights, other platforms such as Skype for Business can be utilized. For further guidance, please see updated guidance in the Blue Cross North Carolina Provider Portal. Physicians can also use telehealth to treat North Carolina Medicaid recipients. For details about the Medicaid policy changes, how telehealth will work in Medicaid and special Medicaid bulletins on COVID-19, go to https colon forward slash forward slash medicaid.ncdhhs.gov slash about dash us slash coronavirus dash disease dash 2019 dash COVID dash 19 dash and dash NC dash Medicaid. That's HTTPS colon slash slash medicaid.ncdhhs.gov slash about dash US slash coronavirus dash disease dash 2019 dash COVID dash 19 dash and dash NC dash Medicaid. The North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services is calling for healthcare volunteers to assist with the COVID-19 response. They're seeking volunteers in the following areas. Clinical, including physicians, advanced care providers, nurses, and EMS. Clinical support, including pharmacy, imaging, and respiratory care and non-clinical support, including facility maintenance, safety, and administration. You can register to volunteer through the North Carolina Training, Exercise, and Response Management System, NC Terms, at https colon slash slash terms dot ncem dot org slash trs slash. AFP is urging all members to continue to reach out to federal officials, including your elected members of Congress, to express the needs of the primary care physician workforce. In a note to chapters, AFP wrote, as the virus spreads, the pressure on family physicians will only increase. Many practices are facing severe shortages of equipment and supplies, and most are starting to feel the financial strains of the pandemic. It is critical that congressional leaders take action to support America's frontline physicians by ensuring they have the equipment, supplies, and financial resources needed to keep them operating. AFP members should urge lawmakers to do their part to provide family physicians the support they need to be successful in responding to COVID-19. The AFP Speak Out tool is available for all family physicians to use. Late Monday, the state health director issued an order requiring physicians to report confirmed or suspected deaths from coronavirus within 24 hours. This is in addition to previous guidance requiring physicians to immediately report suspected or confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus infection. 
Please continue to watch your email inbox for almost daily updates during the COVID-19 pandemic. We are trying to get information to our NCAFP members as quick as possible. And don't forget, feel free to contact me at ggriggs at ncafp.com if you have questions or concerns. Again, that's ggriggs at ncafp.com. Look for additional episodes of this podcast on our website as we go get more adept at this new communication tool. And thanks for what you do. Good day.